Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And today we are talking about lessons learned and mistakes we've made in 2020, which kind of all goes together. (laughs) Yeah, and some things we've done right. Yeah, yeah, and what we've learned. Yeah, what we've learned. (laughs) My list may be short on that one, but uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So what have you been doing this week? Um, Well, with the holiday, you know, it's crazy, but um, I had my... Um, promo for my four books that were 99 cents and that went great I mean exceeded my expectations which I don't know and that's kind of one of the things I'm probably going to talk about is um, I didn't really ask anybody hey what's a good number of books to sell and I just decided I would put a value on it myself and if I exceeded it, great. If I didn't exceed it, I'd just figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I exceeded it. And so that's, that's great. That's really great. And what's more great about it is I'm not, you know, running it up the flagpole seeing if anybody's going to salute. I <laughs> just am happy with it for myself. And Which is good. Uh, I think yeah. that's a really good place to be. Yeah. So much think- of the time we're comparing right. to other people. Right. We- and that's, you know, if I've learned anything this uh this year, it, it is that it, it's that, I mean, I talk about it all. I've talked about it all, a lot, comparison and stuff like that, but I've really, really this in the last few months, the last probably, well, since my daughter's baby, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was born and I was gone. Um, and then last week, just Thanksgiving, just thinking about the mm-hmm. things that I was thankful for and um, mm-hmm. just realized that, you know, I'm kind of on my own. I'm on my own track and mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay with that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. What's been going on with you? Well, um, I had a book launch uh, as we're recording this yesterday. We're recording this yes. on the second. So it came out on the first is my Christmas right. book. And so it went really well. And um, uh, so I just, I looked at the numbers not that long ago and it's hard to tell how low it went in the store because, you know, if you don't check it every minute, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's a tracker, this ebook tracker site that you can go to and it says it went down to 602, which wow, for me good. is good yeah. because since I'm wide, I'm not as, I'm not as concerned about rank. I'm more concerned about sales. Yes. So, but I That's had um, more pre-orders than I've ever had. So mm-hmm. I was really happy with that and uh, lots of print sales too. So that was good. So I was really oh, happy with it. Yeah. And I did all this stuff that was not, a lot of it is not trackable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, what I think actually helped that I didn't even think about was um, I did the special edition hardcover mm-hmm. and I did yeah. a lot of promotion for that. And I, you know, emailed my list and all this stuff. And every time I sent out an email or tweeted something, I saw ebook sales. And so mm-hmm. I think people were, it just, drew people's attention to the book. So even That's if they didn't buy the hardcover, right. got some pre-orders. So yeah. it's just some, a side effect I didn't think of. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. that went well. And 
Yeah. So I had more pre-orders than I've ever had, like 3,000. So that's like an all-time oh my high gosh, for me. Amazing. Which, yeah. Yeah. And I know to some people that's not like a big number, but for me, that was very cool. And it was- We're not my, doing that. We're not doing that for you. It's great. Yes, that's true. Yes. But, that's true. But you can the do other the same thing, thing to me when I do. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that was cool is that it was my 30th fiction book to publish oh it. And so, and I- I figured out like I started publishing in 2012 and so I've published you know, like 20 books because I had 10 books traditionally published. So that's wow. like two and a half books a year and people who say, you know, you can't make it, you have to write a book a month. Right. You can do it. It just takes longer. Right. But um, it w- I was like, that's a big milestone. And my husband got me a cookie cake that says oh, 30 on it. And I was like, great. I'm going to post this on social media and yeah. say, I love being 30. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's great, though. Wow, yeah. 30 books. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so I was really happy. I feel like that's a big milestone. Right. Yeah. So that's my update, just book that's stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So should we start with 2020? Yeah. Um, how do you, you think the year would go when it started? If we had seen what was coming, we would be <laughs> millionaires right now. <laughs> no idea what was coming. And I would say I learned some big picture things that are not to do with writing, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just things that like I've, there are certain things that happen in life that now I realize, oh man, I just took that for granted. Like Mm -hmm. I had some friends, I've had friends in the United States that uh, got a diagnosis and like they needed to have a biopsy Mm -hmm. and do treatment and stuff and they couldn't do it because everything was shut down and I thought I had to have a biopsy and treatment and surgery Mm -hmm. and so this was years ago but I thought I was so lucky that Mm -hmm. you're blessed that I was able to and that never even crossed my mind so it's like Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. highlighted to me lots of things that Mm -hmm. were our norm what we would consider normal life and how blessed we are to be able to just go to the doctor and get things done or, you know, go visit people, go to lunch. See each other, see, smile at each other and have someone smile back at you. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah, When, when the year started, I was super optimistic. Like I had pretty big goals. (laughs) Um, And, uh, but I do remember in January at the end of January being at, a Chinese food restaurant of all places. And they had the TV on and they were talking about the, you know, COVID-19 and it's still in Asia. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it had started showing up in Europe. Um, I can't remember, but I remember, I mean, I don't know why that just, it resonated with me. And, and then just a few weeks, a couple of weeks later, I heard something, a podcast, um, the daily, it's the New York times mm-hmm. podcast. And they were talking, the, their science guy was talking about, you know, COVID-19. And I was thinking, you know what, maybe we should just like get a few things, some peanut butter, some this <laughs> toilet paper was not on the list. <laughs> I can assure you of that anyway, but any, and my husband who works in the food business, he was at the same time dealing with a lot of, they were supposed to have this giant seafood show that they have every year in, in uh, uh, March, I believe. Yeah. in in Boston and time, you know, a lot of their suppliers are from Europe. I mean, from Asia is China specifically, right. some of them. And 
so at the same time I'm hearing this, he's dealing, he's hearing that they're shutting things down. People aren't coming. They're, they're saying they're not allowed to come. And so we sort of had, I don't, I wouldn't say like a heads up, but both of us knew it was going to be probably worse than anybody thought. You were aware. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit, just because of things that we saw, but still could never have imagined Mm -hmm. never in a million years. So my goal this year was to significantly increase my income. Uh, I did not, I won't do that. I, I will make within 10, $15,000 of what I made last year. So I'm calling that a win. Um, I think that is a win. Yeah. Ooh. And because things got really tough for me, um, not the first month, but you know, that we went into lockdown and everything, mm-hmm. but within two months or so, my sales were, were down. I mean, my, it, and it's just never really been hard for me to sell my books. They're, they're pretty marketable. They're, mm-hmm. um, and you would think because they're romantic comedies, it would, it would have worked, but for whatever reason, I just, it just didn't, it wasn't working for me. So I had a release in July and it was my biggest launch ever. I broke into the top 100. It could not have gone better. However, I think that maybe I made a mistake with that book mm-hmm. in that my bride's books are have been super popular. Mm-hmm. And then I took this big pivot to sports romance. And in my arrogant brain, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, People will follow me, and they did. It, my readers followed me to Homecoming King, and they loved it. Most of them loved it. What I did not anticipate is the pe- the sports romance readers that read Homecoming King did not go back to my bride's books. Uh, I mean, some did, you know, some did, but not in the numbers that I thought. Yeah. And I, I, you know, Ricardo last week was talking about that, how people who are, you know, they've got a successful series and they take this big pivot. Well, mine's not a big pivot, but it's a pit. It's enough of a pivot that I am struggling a little bit to write the next book in this, in this sports romance, even though, because, because I'm not sure it's the right decision. I'm not sure I shouldn't go back and write a couple of more brides books. Um, and just use homecoming King as a standalone, which I could do. I could easily Mm do. Uh, I haven't made just a ton of progress on homecoming King for, we'll talk about that. Why, why that is, but, um, so that's kind of one of my lessons learned that maybe I sh- I should have I should have considered the fact that just rom-com readers don't I mean sports rom-com readers don't mm-hmm. necessarily just read rom-com. Right. They really like sports rom- they like sports romance. And yeah, romance is very to me it's such very defined subgenres mm-hmm. and a lot of people won't cross over like right. um 
historical mystery, historical fiction, people have like a certain time period they want to read. Mm-hmm. Like if they read Regency, they don't want to read Victorian. They don't want nope. 1920s. They don't want to read medieval. And, yeah. yeah. And that's an easy thing to think. Yeah. Oh, well, it's not that different. Mm-hmm. It is very segmented in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So I can see why that might yeah. be a tripping point for some people. It's a real of one. And, and while that book did well for, you know, three months, it really did well. It's, it's dropped off and it's hard to justify spending a ton of money advertising it because there isn't a place for them to go. Right. So on one hand, it makes sense to write more like it so that people have a place to go. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, my breadwinners are still my bride's books. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at, I'm, I'm struggling with that a little bit. I'm continuing to work on the book, mm-hmm. the next book, you know, that comes after homecoming King, but, but I can see that that might've been not a great pivot. But I was really burnt well, out. Yeah, I think remember you, you were saying that you didn't think you had any more ideas for brides books. And I yeah, feel like that I mean, too sometimes have, when I get to There are only so many the, ways you can run away from a wedding. And, you know, I don't know. We should ask our, well, uh, that's our group, true. I should what other that. ways can you run away from a wedding? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure they could come up with some good ones. Yeah, so that's my 2020. Um, I guess... You know, that's, those are kind of the mistakes and, um, and then the biggest mistake I ever make and have made it from the beginning is comparing myself to other people. I mean, it's just comparing what I do to what somebody else is doing. And last year I made a concerted effort, spent a lot of money that I budgeted for to play with the big girls, to play with the big romance writers in my you know genre and stuff and it worked my name and my invisibility um just increased and it worked the problem is i don't have enough books to, to capitalize really, on that right to capitalize on that and then to compare my, my five six five little books <laughs> five yeah five books <laughs> to their you know even if it's 13 books. That catalog of, yeah. And um, and so what happens is I have done great. Yes. I have done great. But I spend a lot of time going, oh, I'm not doing as well. Because I'm comparing myself to people who are in another league than me. And it really is just something that I have since July, really, and and the launch of that book, um, because I really thought that book would do even better than it did. It it did great, but I thought it would do better than it did. Yeah. And since then, I have really had to come to Jesus meeting with myself about it because <laughs> because it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal release. It was a phenomenal month. However, I was thinking it was going to be super phenomenal. And when it wasn't, I was disappointed. I was disappointed and phenomenal. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Right. But you had to, you had to do it and see, Mm -hmm. right. I mean, because I think if you'd written another bride's book, Mm -hmm. then you would have been like, oh, 
yeah, I really want to write this other one. So you've done it and tried it and you've seen the results and you might, and you probably wouldn't have known that until you right. tried it. Right. And it's so, not like you can't go back to the bride's books. No, not at all. Know. Not at all. And, and I do think the bride's books are still really popular. I think people really, you know, mm-hmm. last week proves that people want those kinds of books. Um, but what I learned, what I've learned since August you know, mm-hmm. end of August mm-hmm. or now I guess September when my daughter, you know, uh, went into preterm labor and I had to go and yeah. I ended up staying. I didn't have to go. I, I chose to go and I ended up staying for six weeks. Two of those weeks I did work, but the last month I didn't. <laughs> it's just too hard. What I've learned and at Thanksgiving, we went around the table, you know, of course, tell them what we were thankful for. And that was the biggest thing I was thankful for, that I could do that, that yeah. I had the freedom to to step away and take care of my family. And what is what has become very, very clear to me is mm-hmm. that my family is more important than anything. Um, yeah. and, you know, of course, we all say that. We all know it. But for me, it meant kind of a loss of visibility, a loss of a little bit of loss of money, but that just doesn't, when you, especially with this year, the way things are Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things, my family is, was so important. It's the most important thing to me. It's more important than people reading my books. It's more important than me being uh, known for writing books. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful for this business that I can take those, that time Mm -hmm. to um, take care of my family. And, um, and so for me, that's why last week was so big as far for me, because I didn't, I don't know. I mean, compared to somebody else, it might not have been very good, but for me, I was happy with the fact the money that I made and the books that I sold and the ranks that I got. And, that was huge. So I think if 2020 has taught me nothing else, it's that, you know, I got to stop comparing myself to people and I have to, uh, you know, and, and that my family is the most important thing. And so if I make a choice to step away for, you know, a few weeks or a month or whatever, that's my choice. And so I don't need to be upset about it. I don't, nobody's making me do that. And so I can just be okay with that. And, you know, this business is so fluid that we can, you know, it may take me a little work to get back to where I was before that, but not much. I mean, it's not going to take that much work. It just takes continuing to do what we do. Right. And I think there's this, I have like this mental image that, as we're going along, like if it takes a while to do something mm-hmm. like, like we're sliding down the hill yes. and people are passing us and like, cause I have an idea that I would like really like to work on. And I feel like, Oh, but if I do that, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm taking stepping away from this series to do this mm-hmm. other thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that the way you're looking at it is the way to keep ourselves happy and content mm-hmm. is to yeah. not, not be concerned that people are, getting, you know, books out or, you mm-hmm. know, making more sales because the business, it will always be there and readers are always looking for books. doesn't right. matter. It's like, I'm never going to say, oh no, I have plenty of books to read. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. And if 2020 
has taught me anything too. It's that I'm not as mentally strong as I thought I was. <laughs> Sad to say, but it's true because it has. Yeah, we've all found very that. hard to focus, and I think that's. I think the majority of people, it's the same way. I think there are some people who have just dug in and worked their butts off and done amazing things. But I also kind of feel like that's how they handle some stuff, yeah. this stuff. And, um, and more power to them. I'm not taking away from what they've done accomplished. I have friends that have just done amazing things and, um, but that's not how I handle stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can only change so much about yourself and I'm of an age that there's just not a lot that's going to change. <laughs> I think you part know. of it is just learning realization yeah. about ourselves and how we work yeah. best and all that. Exactly. Yeah. I would say for me, the big thing I've taken away from 2020 is that um, I didn't, it was, it's more like a financial yeah. outlook and mindset because um, when I launched the historical series in 20, late at the end of 2018, it mm-hmm. did really well. And so mm-hmm. 2019, I did well. I made a lot of money, but I was thinking, well, I'll wait and see. Let me wait and see if that continues or is yeah. it going to drop off? Mm-hmm. And so I waited and I, so what ended up happening was I had to incorporate, well, I decided to incorporate and become an S Corp mm-hmm. in uh, July of this year so Mm -hmm. that like it would be make so much more sense and be so much easier to have done it like at the end of the year Mm -hmm. but and I was you know so I ended up having to do that while I was in the middle of writing a book and I've just learned like if I need to make not put decisions like that off Mm -hmm. and go ahead and do things and so like that I put that off and made it a little more convoluted to get it all done but I did that right so that's all set up now and 2020 has gone great so like that saying you know plan for success and failure mm-hmm. I was kind of planning just for average and mm-hmm. so it went well and I didn't have that many releases and I was like right. well we'll see but I feel like I've kind of with having this many books out I'm kind of at like a momentum mm-hmm. things are going and so I was yeah. like I'm not having to push them as hard to stay at a certain income level, which is great. That is great. The other thing that I've really fought, like I just didn't want to do, I didn't want to think about was direct sales. Mm. And that I feel like is something that I finally kind of dipped my toe in the water. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have been so like mulish, not wanting to do this because <laughs> you know? I didn't want to figure out the sales part yeah. and all that. And now that I've tried it, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. And people are buying my books directly from me, which oh, well, I mean, you know, okay. so, so I was going to share this too. Um, this is not more about 2020, but it's like, I think I finally figured out how to sell audiobooks directly. And so book funnel has the, mm-hmm. you know, the new beta version and you can mm-hmm. get in it now. But um, so I was in the first beta where you just gave people, gave books away and they tested mm-hmm. everything. It was all working great. So now you can do direct sales. You can do anything with an audiobook that you can do with an ebook with book mm-hmm. funnel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I have this release coming up and I have tried to move my, I have a lot of people who found me through audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And so they want that new audiobook. So mm-hmm. with the launch December 1, they wanted that audiobook. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. I submitted mm-hmm. it to Audible and I've tried to move them to other platforms. Like mm-hmm. I've gone direct to Kobo in the last this year 
And then um, Google Play also has a pre-order for audiobooks. So you can go there and buy them directly. Mm -hmm. And I have an author's direct store. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to move people in those directions. And they're just not, brand loyalty is strong. It is. Audible, you know, and people want to use their credit. So anyway, so I was like, well, I think I will try this direct sales thing through BookFunnel. So Mm -hmm. I set it all up and got it all done. And um, so what I did was I, in the past, you know, I told my list, Hey, um, it's not available on Audible yet. Um, Here, you can get it here or here or here, you Mm -hmm. know, but this time I said, I don't know when it's coming out. Mm -hmm. Audible is not giving us any information. It's been submitted, submitted. I have no control over the release date and lead times for this are running anywhere from like six weeks to three or four months Mm because, and sometimes longer than that. And I think it was that little bit of information telling Mm -hmm. people you may have to wait multiple Mm -hmm. weeks to Mm -hmm. get this. And I said, so here's my solutions for you. And I listed out, you know, you can get it here and here, or you can buy it direct from me at a discount and people are buying it. So I've had like, so great. Yeah. So, so that's just something that I was just not wanting to mess with, but, I can see now how that gives me more control over my business. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You know? It is. It is. And people, let me just say, Sarah is so mild-mannered and quiet, but she is bad A. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to say. I mean, she just. Take, with that now. Yeah. Bad A. Bad A, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, she really is. So innovative and, and really, even though you put it off, you're not afraid to try things and you're not, it's not even just things, it's hard things. Like I'm so impressed all the time with that. And I'm so glad that's working out for you. That's amazing. Well, thanks. Yeah. That was, I'm going to get me a shirt. It says yeah, get your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sell them on the website. Direct sales. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, no, I do. And I am curious and I would do want to try things. And I think yeah. in some ways I've done, I've gone off on tangents sometimes and thought uh, later, I think that was probably not worth it, but you learn something from everything. Right. So right. like, like with the, uh, the, the special edition hardcover, right. I've learned definitely set up a sales page because <laughs> I have now a lot of have, books. <laughs> yeah. I was actually listening to Ricardo's interview today and I, and you said that and I was like, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. That would have been a lot better. <laughs> That would have um, But they're going. They're going slowly. And in my mind, you know, I'm like, oh, everybody will buy them that first week. So mm-hmm. that's a little mm-hmm. unrealistic, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it just takes time to, to get yeah. the word out. So it does, anyway, so I- that was like my big huge thing was that I yeah. feel like this year I've like learned to be grateful for things that I didn't even know to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've also um I'm just so thankful too that we have Zoom. I know that Zoom is not at all as good as meeting in person, but thank right. goodness we have Zoom and oh, we have gosh. Dropbox and all these things that we can share and communicate oh. with. I mean, can you imagine if this had happened like 20 or 30 years ago? We would have all just been stuck in our houses, yes. like calling or, each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> On our rotary phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a rotary phone, <laughs> something we had when we were. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that would have been, yeah, it would have been terrible. And I'm so grateful, too, for our listeners. And, um, I mean, we talked about this last week, but, y'all, this is, it just amazes me. Every time I get a message or a comment saying how you guys love the podcast or um, 
or you like us, uh, <laughs> we, I really it makes my day. So it does make our thank day. You. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, and this, like I said last time, this has been a bright spot for 2020 mm-hmm. for me. That mm-hmm. just being able to talk to more people and meet people virtually, you know, that some of them I'd never met before and reconnect with people that like we'd seen at conferences and stuff. It's, right. it's been really good. And I've learned a lot. Um, right. Almost every interview, there's something that I'm like, Oh, let me write that down. Cause I need mm-hmm. to do that. You know? Yeah. So it's been and, really good. Yeah. And then conferences, let's talk about how the fact that yeah. that hasn't happened and it's been so disappointing and just depressing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, and, you know, I'm just keeping it real here, folks. I um, was supposed to speak at the 20 Books to 50K conference again this year. And last year, I spoke on making six figures with one book a year, mm-hmm. which, you know, was great. And I was glad I got to do it. But this year, on the day, the an- the anniversary, <laughs> your anniversary of me speaking and giving that speech, I made the least amount of money I've ever made in a day oh. on that day. So this, th- this thing we're doing is it's an up and down and you just have to hold on and do your best and put one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, just keep, again, you will only, we only fail if we quit. So we're not going to quit. We're just, you know, but sometimes it takes some of us, a little longer to get things done than it does other people. So, um, but about that with one book year, I am seeing now though, it's harder. I mean, it's, it is hard to do it with one book a year. It's when you have 30 books or Mm -hmm. 13 books or 10 books, it's a lot easier. So, well, you know, me and a few people are trying, you know, can only write in one book a year. It it would be so great if if you can do more. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it a book a month. Or, a, I mean, if that's what you can do, that's what you can yeah, do. But if you can do like I was, I've figured. You know, my average over the last eight years has been like two point five books mm-hmm. per year, mm-hmm. and so I mean that's you know fairly low considering yeah. the output of some people. Right, you know? right, right. Exactly. So if you can do one or two books a year, if you look over the long term, yeah you're going to have that mm-hmm. backlist, you know, mm-hmm. if you just keep at it. So yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing is just don't quit, yeah. you know, don't and quit. I mm-hmm. get emails from people. A lot of people take my cozy course or they take the um, little mini jumpstart course mm-hmm. and they email and the secret is you just keep going and you don't quit because there's so many people that have ideas and they have great ideas. But right. if you don't ever write them down, yeah. you know, there, that's the, that's the delineator. Yeah. The people yeah. who write stuff down and keep going and keep doing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when you're struggling, you know, if you get 500 words on a page, that's 500 words that weren't there before. And believe me, over the last few months, I've really had to kind of take on that mindset of you know, well, mm-hmm. yesterday I didn't have these 500 words mm-hmm. or, or these 2,000 words. You know, it just depends if. Right if I get 2000 words on a down, I'm a happy girl. So, um, yeah. Um, but I just, I think that if nothing else this year has shown us one, how, what a great business this is that Mm -hmm. we're in that, Mm -hmm. you know, that we, you know, because 
of what I do and my husband, because he's in the food business and a lot of, I mean, a lot happened and, you know, people were let off, let go or furloughed or whatever, Mm -hmm. but our lifestyle has not changed. Things have not changed for us and we're so grateful. And a lot of that has to do with what I do as much as what he does, because it, it's a resilient business. I mean, it is, it is. it's yeah. hard, but, mm-hmm. but it can be maintained even through really tough times right. on the flip side of that. It's hard to write and be creative when you're super stressed out because there are a lot of people who are not doing as well, mm-hmm. not because they're not selling books, but because they're a lot, you know, they've had people sick or their spouses are out of work or they're having to teach their kids. Good gosh. I don't know what I would do if I had to do that. So listen, if you have just, you're just crawling to the end of this year, give yourself credit that you're still, you know, on your hands and knees, and not flat on your face because mm-hmm. it has been so super hard and, you know, it's, you know, hopefully next year is going to be better, but it might not. So we just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. So. And that's the thing. The industry changes all the time. And this mm-hmm. is just one of those really big changes that the whole world is going through. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you just got to figure out what works for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we've had um, one of our very first interviews was um, Nathan Van Coops. And he was mm-hmm. talking about how, being a writer is a great part-time job and he loves being a part-time writer because it gives him the flexibility to try some things that he wouldn't do necessarily if he was a full-time author. And so maybe writing is not the full-time, but the part-time and that's okay. You know, and so we can do it anywhere transition, you know, from full-time back to part-time or just stay part-time. That's fine. Right. Because um, between prime day and the middle of November, Ooh, things were rough at my house. I mean, my dashboard was offensive, frankly. <laughs> it offended you, huh? Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, you know what? I'm, I may need to go get a part-time job because, because I want to keep doing this. Now, things have turned around some, and I'm grateful. But it could go back the other way. We mm-hmm. just we can't be precious about that. We're, yeah. uh, we're writers and authors, whether we do it full time or whether we do it part time. And so that's just how it is. I mean, you know, if you're putting words on a page and you're, and you're um, working towards publishing a book or you've published books, you're an author. So yeah, there's not, great. Any, I can take that away from you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has kind of turned into the Thanksgiving show that we didn't have. <laughs> I know it has. I know, but, that's good though. Yeah. And you know, I just, you know, when we started doing this podcast, there's so many podcasts in this space that we we wanted it to be kind of different, but it's hard to, to be really different. So doing the whole wish I'd known then and talking about mistakes, that just really resonated with both of us mm-hmm. because I think it's because we're both real and we want people to see, you know, yeah. behind the screen kind of thing. And, um, so yeah, I think that that's the kind of show we're gonna keep that, doing. 
and keep doing. And that's what we've done today. You know, I mean, we haven't always done things the right way, but we've, we've learned from it and we'll do better next time. And thankfully you, you do really hard things. So when I try to do them, it's a little bit easier. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're so funny because I feel like we compliment each other. Like I'm done. I will try things. And then, I look and then Jamie may try those things that I try and then mm-hmm. she does things and I'll be like, Oh, I should be more like that. Like in <laughs> the um, way you handle things, like you wouldn't, you just your interpersonal stuff. you you wouldn't think a second thought about going up and talking to somebody at a conference. And like, no. I'd be over in the corner of the room going, should I, should I not, should yeah. I, should I not? Maybe I should, maybe I should. Maybe. Yeah. So see, there are things that, I could be more like Jamie, which would be good for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, speaking of, uh, Romance Author Mastermind starts tomorrow uh, as we're recording this. And, um, um, and, we, and I want a full report. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. Um, I'm, you know, excited about the speakers. It's going to be amazing. I've been the last, well, I've been the last two years blown away career changing sort of conference. I'm very sad that we're not there. Um, yeah, it's virtual, right? It's yeah, it's virtual. And um, I, it's gotten me down. I'm not gonna lie. It's gotten me down a little bit. You know, uh, this year has been hard because of that, you know, just not being around people for me, but um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sad about it. So I'm hoping I can get past that so I can really learn (laughs) some stuff, but there are just some really um, great speakers and great uh, workshops that are, you know, topics that are going to be discussed. And so, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. I'm really counting on, I mean, every year I've left and gone, Oh, that's what I need to do, you know, and, and I've done it and it's, it's changed things. So, um, but I don't know what this year will hold. <laughs> It'll be a whole nother um, ball game. So yeah. we'll see. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. Cause I, I mean, yeah. you always come back with good information. Yeah. So yeah. we will vicariously participate along with you. Yeah, I'm, after I'm you get looking, back. I mean, I'm just looking forward to the information. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be just yeah. phenomenal because it has been the last two years. So, yeah. Well, I think we've covered 2020. Yeah, don't you? I do too. I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say let's get the hell out of 2020, (laughs) but I am looking forward to 2021. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think everybody is. And normally I really enjoy this, like this time of year, like from like November, December, Mm -hmm. that the fall season into winter, that's like my favorite time of year. And this Mm -hmm. year I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I like it, but I'm like, yeah, I won't be sad to see 2020 go. Mm -hmm. I'm about ready. But I will tell you this because I'm home and, you know, with time on my hands, it looks like the North Pole has thrown up in my house. I mean, if it's standing still, there is a light on it. I'm not kidding you. I have, in fact, just today I spent about 20 minutes rearranging the uh, ornaments on my tree. Like what? I I got stuff to do. I don't need to be rearranging my ornaments. Oh my well, goodness. too bad we're not social. We are social distancing <laughs> because I have not done a thing. I have not oh. done a tree. I have not done any decorations. So. Oh, this is this has been up since November first. I mean, we've had everything up since November first. Oh yeah, and I just keep adding to it. I just keep adding because 
what else do I have to do? <laughs> Why not? So, yeah. My goodness. When my grandkids walk in, they're going to be like, what has happened? But um, That's I awesome kind of want it to be magical for them. and Yeah. Know, That's so. awesome, though. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, we should wrap up. And All right. And we'll be back next week. And we'll have links to the different things we talked about. Yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, and also um, we don't do this very often or ever, but if you <laughs> if you like the show and you uh, want to leave a review, we would love that. Um, we we have reviews, but we could use more. Um, and also share it with your friends. That's always yeah. great. Uh, but mostly, if you if you're the reviewing kind, leave leave us a review. That'd be great. Yeah, we would appreciate it. Yep, we so. will. Everything will be at wish I'd known then for writers.com and we'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the wish I'd known then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.